0: The Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Welcome to another edition of the Spot Track Podcast. My name is Mike Giannetti. It is Tampering Monday in the NFL, and it is another NFL show. So if you are here for basketball or baseball, coming soon, I promise. But uh, this is kind of the Super Bowl week of the NFL offseason, right? Tampering today, league year Wednesday, all those trades and things that were, uh, you know, releases and cap casualties that were. Pending will certainly become official in the next 72 hours or so. So, if you're wondering why Braxton Berrios and Bobby Wagner are still on their respective teams, it's because they've got future guaranteed salary in 2023 that can't be processed until after the league year starts, which is Wednesday, March 15th, 4 p.m. Eastern. Off the top, speaking of contracts, it's an all contract show, which is probably something you're expecting from us. But uh, specifically today, I'm going to dive deep into a lot of these contracts, starting with a restructure, which I'm now calling cap conversions unless there's actually things that change around. Deshaun Watson, it was a matter of if not when or when not if that the Browns were going to drop that $54 million salary cap figure. And I've mentioned it a few times here. I've certainly talked to some people offline about this. It would behoove the Browns to tread lightly with this contract because it's a massive fully guaranteed contract. And yes, there are void years and conversions and all sorts of things you can do to make sure that you're safe for one year, but you play with fire specifically on this contract if you continue to push and push and push. The Browns restructured absolutely every dollar of Deshaun Watson's salary that they could this, uh, today in 2023. Okay, they they converted $44 million of that $46 million salary into a signing bonus, added a void year, spread it over five years, and dropped his number from 55 down to 19.1. 36-ish million, 35.8 million saved in 2023. What does that mean? That means in 2024, 2025, and 2026, his cap hit is now $63.96 million. So we're going to see this happen again. Right? I realize the cap is continuing to go up 240, 260. It's going and going and going and going. But uh this didn't have to happen. Now I'm not sitting in that front office. And uh by the way, this is not cash. This is cap. He's still making forty-six million dollars this year and next year and the year after that and the year after that. Guaranteed. This is the this is a sign. Of a front office, op- in my opinion, this is a sign of a front office that th- that is saying, "All I care about is the next five to six months, and then obviously through the season," because we're on, we're treading lightly here. We're we're at, we're in hot water. We're in hot water. Okay. If they had only taken fifteen million off this, and dropped his cap number into the thirties, which is a very tenable situation for a quarterback contract. In fact, we just saw a Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback with a mid 30s cap hit. If they had just done that, we'd be dealing with high 50s. You know, 57, 58, 59 million. Still a lot, but you could continue to do those smaller restructures, right? If it's if you're dropping them down to 35 million cap this year, maybe you drop it down to 38 next year. Maybe you drop it down to 40 the year after that, and you and you increase your restructure along with the cap increase, so 6 7%, whatever it's going to be. Taking him down to $19 million is just back-end suicide. That's, you're asking for the worst. And in my opinion, this is the GM saying, it's either going to work and nobody's going to care when we have $75 million of dead cap in four years because we've won a Super Bowl, or I'm going to be fired and it's somebody else's problem. And that's a terrible way to look at this. But how else can you look at this? This is reckless. This is bonkers reckless. And look, every team does this, but no other team has a $230 million fully guaranteed contract to deal with, with maximum cap hits and maximum base salaries. This is, a, this is not a, we have to do this situation. They give them the opportunity to choose massive base salaries. Every year they get to choose how this works okay, they can work structure $1 million or $44 million. They chose 44 this year. And this might be the only year they do it. But in my opinion, this is too far gone. You didn't have to do this. So here, that's where we, here's, here's where we are. Here's where we are. $64 million cap hits from here out. And that's only going to grow because they're going to do it again next year, maybe to this degree. This is a hot seat GM saying, screw it. Give me everything you can give me right now. I'm going to go swinging in free agency. I'm going to make sure it looks pretty. I mean, they opened themselves up to about 23 million of top 51 space right now with two days to go. And John Johnson's falling off the books and probably a few more. Okay. Uh, They're they're still clearing. They're not done. So that's the open here. Um, You knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. 55 million was not going to be tenable for this season. But I don't think they needed to go down to 19. I think they could have preserved some of their short-term future cap wise. Not a lot, some. And, uh, and saved their face again. This is a cap conversion. This is not a contract restructure. This is not something that Deshaun Watson gave back to the Browns. He's still making $46 million fully guaranteed this year. And, uh, the cap and the cash are two very separate things, two separate books, and we represent them that way. So if there's questions just let us know he's not making 64 million dollars cash next year he won't all right some of the contracts that got that got signed this week and by the way we've talked about this before i'm going to say it again off the top here because it's relevant already we haven't even gotten the free agency yet report number one about a contract is never what report number 10 is going to be in this nfl world all right the headlines are very different than, than the structure they're very different than the bottom line Okay, a number that's that's thrown out there originally could be the total number after incentives, could be the total guarantees possible if he does X and X and X. The one number I need you to look at, not the average salary, not the total value, the one number that I will be slamming, slamming, slamming in your face is on Twitter and certainly at spotright.com. The guaranteed at signing. Can't say it enough. Now, in many cases, especially with these quarterback contracts, the guaranteed at signing plus an early vesting guarantee could equal a nice, bigger, rounder number, and maybe that number is not even the one that gets thrown out there. That should be the, that should be the number, right? The practically attainable guaranteed number. But please don't look at a bottom line of a contract and think, "Holy crap, this player just got way too much." Because if you're looking at something that looks way too big, it probably means that there's a year or two in the backside of that contract that are absolutely fluffy fake. Okay. Guaranteed at signing to start. And then once we have the breakdown and the structure, I promise you, we will let you know hey, they're starting with 60. So let's take round Payne. Defensive tackle, Washington Commanders. We knew this was going to be a nice, nice size contract. Uh, I think we had him at five for 100. It works out to be four for 90. 60 million guaranteed. All right. 59 and change. So that 20 million per year in terms of the guarantees comes in right about where the market value was for him. He's going to make three years, about $68 million if he's active, if he does his workouts, things like that. There's some back-end bonuses built into the offseason. All right? It's an excellent contract, okay? But you look at $90 million for him, and a lot of people are saying, this guy just came out, just you know, sped onto the scene this last season, and now he's a $90 million player. No. Yes, he's got a $90 million contract. There's a chance he plays out for the next four years and earns $90 million but it's 60 it's 50 it's 59 and change right now. And the the practicality of the contract is three seasons, which offers him about $68 million cash. That's the kind of conversation I want to be having with people. Okay. Come down off the ledge with when you see the original number, understand that there's a starting point with guarantees. There's maybe a point in between where something two years down the line guarantees next year. That's a practical guarantee. And then you got to look if there's a roster bonus that doesn't vest until that previous March, that's not likely. That's not practical, right? If there's a guaranteed salary that doesn't vest until that previous March, that's not practical. It's possible, but it's not. They, they can walk. The team can walk away from that before it ever guarantees. Okay. And then obviously there's a dead cap conversation to have here, right? Is is it possible for the team to get out of this contract, save some cap space, blah blah blah, or Watson esque? Is it a situation where they've backloaded this thing so much that after the first season, they took a really low cap hit on the first season? There's a massive base salary or roster bonus in year two that they're definitely going to convert to signing bonus because that's going to increase your cap hits and your dead cap for year three, four, five, et cetera, which might make it harder to move on from the player. So it's going to be a situation where you're going to see lots of numbers thrown at you, right? 4 p.m. Eastern Wednesday, bang, 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 bang. Aaron Rodgers traded. Uh, all the works. Jalen, Robsey trade, Jalen Ramsey trade official, the Bears number one trade official. And then you're going to start seeing massive contracts come in, right? Extensions, free agent deals, all sorts of things. Jimmy Garoppolo's deal might start at a hundred million dollars, but actually have 40 million guaranteed. Just stay with us. And by the way, the second that the deals are announced, I don't have the cap hit. <laughs> okay. I don't have it. <laughs> I promise I'll get it as quickly as possible. Okay, I've got my my feelers out there. And uh, whenever I have what I believe is the absolute correct structure of a contract, I'll let you know. Am I going to be wrong sometimes? Definitely. Because there's incentives built in. Some of those might be likely to be earned. We've got to work through all those progressions as well. And that takes a lot of agent conversation and and things like that. So we're going to do our best every day at the end of the day to have as many of those new announcements in and, and updated so that the cap numbers are as close as possible. But it's a rat race this week. It's a big one, right? It's seven or eight days of just bang, bang, and it's not just free agent contracts. A lot of a lot of teams like to extend their own players this time of year as a way to, as a good faith, as good optics, as ways to say, hey, we're building something big here. So if you're looking for a new team wide receiver, two, hop on board and and uh, and join this party because we're here to stay for a little bit, right? It, there's a lot of that. There's semantics, and a lot of teams have already started that in the last couple of weeks with their extension. Just the just take a deep breath something i've had to learn to do with this stuff because i i was in that camp you know 10 years ago i was looking at contracts thinking where is this headed and then i realized the fluff and the back end and things like that so stay with us let's go through some of these contracts speaking of structures and how to dive deep into them i want to start with daniel jones quarterback new york giants at least for two more years and that's the conversation we heard so much about 45 million a year and 40 million a year. And where is this going? And oh my God, this player didn't even get a fifth year option to exercise. And he's a one-year wonder. And what if he can't sustain it? This was always where this was headed. And by the way, this was misreported. And we ran with a couple of numbers that didn't end up being true, at least with the contract now that I've seen. Uh, there was a report that this was two years fully guaranteed and then the th- and then portion of the third year in 2025 actually guaranteed next march march 2024 that is not the case according to what i've seen now this is a two year contract this is two years with 82 million total 1 million of that is built into workout bonuses which you can say for all intents and purposes is going to get paid out so we can call this 2 for 82 and then there's a very clear line in the sand so we have the potential outline that's it's very clear The Giants can walk away as of right now after 2024 and free up, you know, $22 million, $18 million dead cap on a a near $40 million cap hit. Okay. Very clear line in the sand. $11 million of 2025 doesn't become fully guaranteed until until the fifth league day of 2025. Now, basically, that whole salary is injury guaranteed. So, Let's say we get to tw- middle of twenty twenty four, and Daniel Jones is regressing or he is flatlining, plateauing. What you're going to see is a, David, a, a Derek Carr type situation where he's just flat out benched, not because he's there's a better quarterback on the roster necessarily, pro- possibly not, right? But because they have to preserve themselves from twenty three million of injury guarantees in twenty twenty five. If he suffers a late season injury in twenty twenty four and can't pass a physical in March. That $23 million guaranteed is his if they release him, if they try to move on from him, right? So that's obviously worst case scenario as far as I can go. Injuries plus bad play equals trying to get out. If they stick in this thing, if this is actually his contract, four for 160 is nothing for this player. Now there's 35 million of incentives to get this thing near 200. So there's a world, right? Where he's a $50 million player. I don't think we're going to get to that point. Um, it's going to take the Giants at least a year, an off season or two here to really start to ramp up. But this is the type of player that it's going to sneak up on you. And it wasn't so much that he was demanding so much and ended up getting this, the compromise. I think it was simply if you threw him to the wolves, if you threw him out to the open market, there's a more than a couple of teams that would have, that would have handed him this contract two years at 82 million, right? Basically 41 million per two years. I think there would have been a team or two out there that, that would have gone this route. And when the Giants realized that, and of course, they're realizing that, you had to step into the plate here. You had to go with this kind of structure. This is not a daunting structure. Now, I mentioned a couple things in the open that you know are, are red flags to look out for here. It's a $21 million cap hit right now in 2023. Certainly tenable. You know, It's $12 million less than what a franchise tag would have been. So we can start right there. It's $45 million next year. So there's a very good chance that they that they process a restructure a cap conversion next year. And when you do that, you're increasing that 18 million of dead cap in 2025. So you're losing yourself some cap savings. Now, they're not going to restructure that full 35 in my opinion. They're going to be a little bit more uh, intelligent about this process because especially if there's still question or doubt. But they're going to they're going to trim some of this fat off a little bit. So Something to keep an an eye out for because if they trim too much off, A, they're confident. So they're happy to have 2025 as a valid year. They'll fully guarantee that salary and and, and run with it. But if they don't, if they nickel and dominate or even maybe even don't restructure it and let him play out that $45 million cap hit, you know where this is headed. This is the Ryan Tannehill situation where he's going to carry one of the highest cap hits in the league, but it's on purpose because we need to give ourselves a fair, clean, cap savings out after 2024. So, something to keep an eye on. I think it's a very fair contract. I don't think he was ever going to get the third year guaranteed early even though reports said that. I thought I thought that was kind of bonkersville, so I'm I'm kind of happy to see that that's not the case here. Although Daniel Jones deserves some money here. $82 million though. He's going to walk away with at least 82. We're pretty confident about that. And uh and from that standpoint, it's a pretty damn good 2022 season turned into a contract, right? I mean, <laughs> This guy was almost all the way to the basement after 2021. And the Brian Dayball system certainly benefits Jones, certainly benefits a couple more players on that roster. And they're going to be fun to watch this offseason because now they have a situation where they have to go in. They have to, they have to bite in. Um, the Jones contract is going to impede that a tad, but not to the degree of some of these other deals we're talking about. Speaking of which, let's flip the Geno Smith, a contract that... Let me put it this way. This is my 15th year doing this stuff. Uh, Whenever I see a contract reported and we see the numbers, whenever I don't see the guarantees included in the initial report, whether it's Schefter or Rappaport, whoever it's going to be, it's always a telltale sign to me that, okay, this one's not going to be as big as we wanted it to be, or he wants it to be player wise, right? Because the agent isn't pumping that information. This is how this works, guys. Okay. somebody in the agency, if not the agent himself, has a mass blast out to all the bigwigs, all the people with millions and millions of followers. And they bullet point their narratives. Of course they do, right? This is the highest quarterback contract in the history of the Seahawks, whatever it's going to be. This is the you know the biggest zero to 60 contract, right? A player who's made a minimum salary last year is making whatever it's going to be. None of those things are true, by the way. I'm just giving you options, right? It's not just here's the terms of the deal. It's Here's the terms and here's why we're excited about it so that Adam Schefter can craft a tweet or people working for Adam Schefter can craft a tweet that has all of these little bells and whistles built into it. And when, when, when all those bells and whistles are done and it doesn't include the guarantee or the fully guarantee at signing or any of those numbers that, like I said, actually matter, it probably means the agent's not super happy about it or it's not, some, it's not the part of the deal that they most want to, to promote. They want the $105 million to be the headliner of this. I'm not knocking it. It's good marketing, good business on their standpoint. They're trying to do best for their client. But it's always a tell for me when that's the number that's thrown out there. And then after, after a couple of hours, we start to learn, all right, well, it's 30 million of incentives. So it's actually 75 million. And that three for 75, 25 million a year is like exactly what I'd put in that spreadsheet. Six or seven hours prior to the announcement, so that made me feel better about where this contract was headed. Because the initial reports were forty million guaranteed off the top, he's getting forty mil, which made me think, why don't you just franchise tag this dude, right? I mean, they had the cap space; they're in a situation where a lot of the contracts internally are basically done. There's a couple more to be hit, to be finished here in Seattle, but they, they out they outskied their their coverage by a mile last year with Geno included, obviously. I didn't know why they were going over a franchise tag when I'm not sure who they were bidding against. I'm not sure you, if you threw Geno Smith out there that th- any kind of contract that resembled this would be offered to him. I mean, this was a one in one situation. So the initial report scared me a little bit in that regard. Here's where we ended up. Three for 75, that's the base value of this contract, 25 a year, just 27.3 guaranteed at signing. All in 2023. There's a 200,000 dollar workout bonus. So 27.5 million in 2023. That's the practicality of this contract. One for 27 and a half. Sigh of relief from the cap people. Let's put it that way. Okay. Again, not a lot. Not a labor conversation. Geno Smith, go get as much money as possible. But from where he started to where he got to now, that's a much more logical number in my opinion. Right? It's less than the franchise tag but a chance to make a hell of a lot more. How? Year two has 22 and a half million cash, except if he matches or exceeds what he did last season. So all of the incentives are based on 2022, and we've got them broken down here, right? Passing yards, passing touchdowns, completion percentage, passer rating, and team wins, of which he had nine last year with the Seahawks. So as long as he meets or exceeds any of those, he'll make 2 million per Except maybe not. Those aren't bonuses. Those are escalators for twenty twenty four and then twenty twenty five, respectively. In other words, and they don't guarantee the second that he earns them, right? The the second that he makes it happen. So, in other words, the Seahawks are saying, okay, it's going to be one for twenty seven and a half. And right now, year two's got about twenty two and a half million, a thirty one million and change cap it tenable if he's your starting quarterback. Except, let's say he hits three of those in 23. That's a $6 million escalator for next year. So now it's a $29 million salary, non-guaranteed. And we got to see where this is headed. Okay. It increases his cap by 6 million. So it's now a $37, 38000000 million cap hit. It increases his overall cash. And he's got a guarantee on that salary about a, a Right now it's 12.7 million that'll lock in five days after the Super Bowl. All right. So there's a roster bonus situation in March. There's a a salary guarantee situation in February. And he could be adding two, four, six, eight, ten million to that base salary based on 2023 production. A lot of moving parts. The point is, though, is that it's none of it's going to be guaranteed at the end of this season. None of it. And Geno Smith may be a decently fair $22.5 million quarterback, which is where that cash stands. Is he a $32 million quarterback if he exceeds all those? Actually, $37 million quarterback because there's one more caveat that I want to make sure I speak out loud. If he hits all five, passing yards, touchdowns, completion percentage, passer rating, and wins. If he hits all five, it's a $15 million bonus. Escalator, I should say. Okay. So now we're talking about thirty-eight, thirty-nine million dollars. Is Geno Smith a thirty-nine million dollar quarterback for one year? That's what's being offered if he hits all of his incentives that escalate the twenty twenty-four salary and gets himself into that situation. And it's a forty-six million dollar cap it. It's gonna make it harder for the Seahawks to get to keep him, is my point. And uh it's really, really difficult to see this going a second year, no matter what. So I'm walking away from this with a, with a line in the sand saying this is one for 27 and a half. And maybe what happens is they cut their losses, get out of this contract, and they want to keep them, but on a, on a, structure, a newly structured deal that's better for them, that gets some of these incentives out of there. Look, if he's hitting these incentives, okay? it means he's got more than 30 touchdown passes. It means that he's completed 70% of his passes because the number is 69.8. It's a phenomenal number. Okay. That's Drew Brees shit. It means his passer rating is a 101. All right. So I don't want to talk myself out of the situation that if he does this in 2023 again, this is back-to-back phenomenal seasons. And the Seahawks should absolutely be considering all of these numbers. If not, restructuring the hell out of this thing so that 24 and 25 look a little better cap wise and they'll take the dead cap hit in 2026 because he's now the guy right if he does what he did in 2022 again this season he's now the guy i mean that's a two-year stretch that's more than daniel jones gave us let's put it that way right so yes the numbers could inflate phenomenally but if they do it's because he's an elite quarterback right now in this system on this team not in Totality, but right now. And the Seahawks are going to have to act that way. So, again, 95% of me says this is one year's $27.5 million because I don't think he can get there. I don't think he can be a 70% passer again. I'm not sure he can throw for 4,300 yards, but maybe. Maybe, right? And I'm rooting for it because this is one of the best stories that I've been able to follow in 15 years of doing spot track. So, again, not an anti labor conversation, just reading you the rights of the contract, just reading you the structure. 27 for now. But we'll see because it could, could get really fun and really expanded over the course of the season. And it's, I love that we have these five stats to follow because we're just going to be able to go week by week and understand how, how much closer he is to $2 million for each of these stats. So it's going to make a, the Seahawks even more fun to, fun to watch from a nerd standpoint through the 2023 season. I haven't really talked to Eric Carr yet. Uh, but it feels like I should just add a third quarterback into this conversation before we get into a week of more quarterbacks, right? Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the Derek Carr deal is exactly where we thought this was going to be. Now, I thought he would get a little bit more over a three-year uh, process in terms of cash flow, and I thought the bonus would have been a little bit higher or maybe a double bonus because this is the Saints we're dealing with here, people. And then I remembered, oh yeah, they're just gonna make this a double bonus next year when they convert his his $30 million salary. So right now it looks like three for a hundred. It's gonna stay three for a hundred because there's absolutely no early guarantee in 2026. Technically, there's no early guarantee in 2025 either. All right. Now there is a roster bonus, a $10 million 2025 roster bonus that will hit in March of 2024. Obviously, that's a big number for a lot of teams. We've seen so many players and I'm about to process a dozen of them in the next 48 hours where teams are cutting off, paying out that salary or that bonus. There's offsets built in. They're hoping that, that wherever they latch on is going gonna, is gonna to match or exceed that number. And then they'll get a cap and cash adjustment for it at the end of the season. It's just, how it's, it's just how it's working. We're seeing so many future guaranteed salary players get released without a blink of an eye. So I just think that's the latest trend. It's not something we saw to this degree ever before the last, I don't know, 18 to 24 months, two years or so. It's becoming a thing. They're, they're, the NFL has a lot of rich franchises, okay? And owners are understanding that if they can build in some cap and cash later, that vests early. So the, the player is going to get it. A, that's cap that gets pushed down automatically, right? That's a. This is a third year roster bonus we're talking about. It has absolutely no impact on Derek Carr's 2023 cap number. None, right? It is sitting out there. It's sitting out there next season. It has no impact on the 2024 cap number. But Derek Carr is going to get that bonus unless something catastrophically happens this year and they have to cut bait after 2024 or 2023. My guess is he'll get the full three years, 100 million cash, maybe more worth some incentives. But he could walk away from this thing at 30 this year, 30 next year, and then a $10 million parting gift. And again, if there's offsets in there, and I assume there are, the Saints are betting on the fact that somebody's going to sign Derek Carr at 34 years old to more than $10 million for 2025. And then that'll offset that bonus. And it'll be two for 60, hands clean, 15 and change at dead cap, maybe a little more if they, were, they convert next year, and they're on their way. So that's the, that's the early out possibility max 70 million to, to from the saints 10 of which could get offset and thrown out the door the practicality of this contract is three for 100 why they're going to convert a huge portion of next year's 30 million dollar salary they're going to convert it all right they don't live with 35.7 million dollars cap hits because everybody is on the edge everybody needs to be restructured in this team it's just the way they operate all right so they took 7.2 million this year because they simply didn't have the cap space to go much higher. They barely had, they barely have enough and they're not there yet. They're they still have 20 and change to get uh under for 2023, which is less than 48 hours away. So there's work to be done. They kept this cap hit low. Here's Derek's car, Derek Carr's cap hits through the four years. 7.2, 357, 457, 557, and there's already 5.7 million of dead cap based on a void year to let that that signing bonus prorate properly. So Already damaged in the back end. Morse coming next season with a cap conversion. Doesn't change the cash output. Doesn't change my practicality of this deal, which is for all intents and purposes right now, three for 100. But like I said, could become two for 70, which then could become two for less than 70 if some of that $10 million is offset by another team signing them. I mentioned the Drum Payne deal, defensive tackle for the commanders. This was a, a no-brainer to get him off his franchise tag. The commanders need some space, possibly for a quarterback in the next whatever. Maybe, if not now, maybe uh, an offer sheet later. Let's not leave that possibility out, out of the uh, conversation. They've already paid Jonathan Allen. They've already paid uh, tons of the offensive line. They've already paid Terry McLaurin. Uh, I don't know where we're headed with Chase Young, it seems like. That fifth year might not get extended. And then we're uh, we're in no man's land with that situation, which is a shame because that was a hell of a player coming out of college. So the pain situation, uh, and by the way, Montez Sweat is on his fifth year option right now. Another defensive lineman. They are, they are not um, poor on the defensive line. Let's put it that way. Uh, so Sweat's on the fifth year. I guess he's a candidate right now. It seems like there's not much momentum there. Is he possibly a trade candidate? Is that is that a possibility right now after the pain contract? I guess that's at least hanging out there right now. The pain deal strong. And the reason I want to reference it is Jonathan Simmons, Tennessee, Quinn and Williams, New York Jets, absolutely now are benefited from this. There's no question about it. Uh, Hargrave a little bit hitting the open market here, Javon Hargrave, although I think his market is pretty much set at that 20 to 22 mark. And there's going to be a bunch of teams in on that. Hopefully outpricing Philadelphia if you're thinking about his contract and the way it needs to be structured at his age. Paying gets four for 90. And it's like, as I mentioned, 59 million guaranteed total, 55 of that at signing. Another 4 million of that will lock in in 2025. Uh, The cap hits are really nice. 10 this year, 23 next year, 27 and a half the year after. Obviously you can finagle with some base salaries in the next couple of seasons if you need to. But this is a really nice player who broke out at the perfect time. I mean, it was, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down. He played 17 games the past two seasons each. Uh, 11 and a half sacks last season came out of absolutely nowhere. It wasn't a scheme change. It was just a, a game change for him. It was just a, mi- a mindset change. And he's now uh, ingrained, I think, in, in this commander's roster for at least two seasons, most likely three. But uh, it's a really strong AAV at 22 and a half. I think the 55 guaranteed, which is, you know, more than 50% here at signing. Those are the kind of numbers you'd like to see. That's a 61% guarantee at signing. So if you're Chris Jones, right, walking into what could be 30, 28 to 30 million a year, let's say it's 30, let's say it's four for 120, right? 61% of that is 73 million guaranteed at signing. I don't think it gets that high in Kansas City. They generally like to keep things a little bit lower up front and then build in some early vests. But just for reference, that's where things are headed here. I think Jonathan Simmons uh, and Quinn Williams are both 25 million per year players. I really do right now. They're in the Miles Garrett conversation in terms of an edge rusher slash interior defender. So uh, this is very good news for a couple more players this offseason specifically where, where some things are headed. Uh, but it's a really strong guarantee. It's a really good player deal here. And the cap hits are doable. Now, like I said, what happens with a player like Sweat who's sitting on an $11.5 million dollar fifth fifth-year option? Is he a restructure candidate? cap conversion candidate or is he a trade candidate right now? I think something has to maybe flex there, but we'll see. There's a a really strong defensive line and offensive line in Washington being built out. Can they drop a new quarterback and a new secondary in the next couple of days? Remains to be seen. Okay. I'll leave it there. Plenty more to come. Uh, there's a Jalen Ramsey trade to break down once that becomes official and a new contract, by the way. It sounds like they restructured the deal so that it's two years fully guaranteed at about 40 million, which is four or 5 million more than he was set to earn on the previous deal that got traded over. So we're, we'll be efforting to get that, that new structure a new guarantee a new cap hit for the dolphins who are just loaded up here uh, to his fifth year was exercised. That's a big deal. Does that mean there's possibly an extension coming? Maybe not till after 2023, I would think, but obviously we've talked about Burrow, Herbert Hertz and Lamar all on the precipice of something, something in the next couple of weeks not to mention a really nice crop of defensive-oriented free agents all about to find new homes in the next couple of days. So we'll stay with it. Uh, it's a lot of data input this week, so bear with me if I'm not uh, throwing newsletters out there and not you know, speaking too much to it on these podcasts this week. I'll get to as much as possible. Follow me at SpotTrack on Twitter. I'll do as much breakdown work as I can there. And uh, please uh, you know, ask your questions, send me some of your questions, your emails, all that kind of stuff. And I'll try to wrap in here maybe... Thursday morning. If I have to do it again Friday morning, I will just to update some things as I have breakdowns and structures and all that good stuff. But I wanted to get these off the top and out of the way before the craziness begins. Enjoy the NFL free agency week. Enjoy the World Baseball Classic. Uh, USA got their butts ramped last night, and uh, that is a nice team of position players with not a lot of pitching. Uh, I cannot wait to talk baseball. I, I like this NFL stuff a lot. I'm not saying I don't like what I'm doing here, but. It gets very one-sided here for a couple of weeks in the NFL, as it should. So I'm looking forward to a change of pace here in the next couple of weeks with some baseball stuff. But I promise you, I'll digest as much of this NFL stuff as I can. Deep breath. The number isn't the number, unless it's a Deshaun Watson contract, and then the number is actually the number. At SpotTrack on Twitter is where you find me best. For Scott Allen, my name is Mike Chinetti. Thanks for listening to this edition of the SpotTrack Podcast.